your your face looks <laughs> orange in that headshot. I'm sorry. That's when I fake tanned. Oh no. Hi everyone, it's Margot and welcome back to Working Title. Today we are just going to jump right into the conversation because my emotional health cannot take anything else. Let me explain. If you guys have been weekly listeners, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you. And second of all, you will know that I missed a week last week. I wish that I could say that I missed the week because... I was super busy or I forgot about it or I had other things that were more pressing but the fact of the matter is this podcast stresses me the fuck out and pardon my French and I'm sorry mom if you're listening. I've been really nervous to talk about this because it feels like I failed I wanted to start this podcast for over a year. I was so excited to do so. I finally did it mid-January because I forced myself to. And five episodes in and I'm already overthinking everything that's coming out of my mouth. Extremely hard on myself, which I didn't process until everyone in my close circles was telling me that I'm hard on myself to a fault. And I found myself in the place that I not criticize, but study and find really interesting, which is the Gen Z Catch-22, which we talked about in the first episode. So as kind of a refresh, the Gen Z Catch-22 is this idea that Gen Zers are stuck between two places, um, one of which is this place where we want to be super branded and aesthetic and easily digestible, an expert in our niche, be so obviously who we are when we're externally facing. And I kind of talked about this idea of personal branding on the last episode with Christian Navarro and how personal branding really, when it comes down to it, isn't about the aesthetic or the typeface or the font but it's really the values that you're pushing out. So that was interesting and that helped me think about how I'm showing up as a person. Also made me question my values, <laughs> as I hope it did for you guys too. But on the other hand of the Gen Z Catch-22, we want to explore and we know there's so much out there and we're young and we don't want to box ourselves in if there's still so much of who we are and our identity to explore Um, And we just haven't met that person yet or found that hobby that might switch our values or have that conversation that might change the way we look at something or show up in our everyday life. So this past two weeks, I found myself kind of ping-ponging back and forth. And it wasn't until I went on a nice long walk. I love long walks, by the way. I saw something that you think better when you're walking because you're physically moving forward you're able to make progress in your brain anyways I digress I was on a walk with my roommate JC she's super supportive and really great at brainstorming and walking through things I think part of that's because she's a great friend and part of that is because she is an artist and we had this really interesting conversation where she feels that as an artist if she's making a collection 
she has the same struggle where she feels like everything needs to fit in the same collection and it's really hard for her to create when she feels boxed in to making sure that every piece of art works in the same collection you guys are going to see in this episode, I'm a big fan of analogies, so bear with me. I related so heavily to that, and I still think about that, how with this podcast, I literally called this podcast Working Title so I can explore different ideas and different information and come to conclusions how I feel about it, and those topics are going to change and evolve as I change and evolve, and I didn't want the title to box me in, but even knowing that and being conscious that that's my goal, I still felt like every episode I made had to fit into the story arc. And I wasn't sure what the story arc looked like. I'm not sure what the ending looks like. So I was having this like really hard internal struggle that I wasn't speaking from a place of my truth, if that makes sense. And I don't even know what my truth is. I'm pretty confident in who I am. I love who I am and I've never struggled with that luckily. But when it comes to tying up what I want to say or my thoughts in a pretty bow and presenting it, it just doesn't work. And the result of that has been over edited episodes and super processed. I mean, this is the first time I'm recording something and not reading from a script, which is crazy because the whole point of podcasts to a lot of people is that you can just come on and talk about whatever you want and conversation flows or the thought process flows and the listeners are able to join that and don't get me wrong I love those podcasts but I came in here to the podcasting space having this expectation that I would be able to tell a story from the beginning which was episode one just do the bloody thing to the end which I wanted to be kind of an infinite thing of not knowing when I was going to end and honestly the past six weeks has had me dying to have like a short season so I can reflect but I really want to push myself to just keep making episodes and working through that fear of perfection and fitting in this box and going back to that JC analogy feeling like all of these episodes have to fit in a collection because JC reminded me that I am that string that pulls everything together. I don't need to have every episode edited or written in the same way that makes us feel like me because it's my podcast and I'm the thing and my story and my life and my thoughts are the thing that ties us all together and those are supported by the conversations I'm having with different experts and friends and families Um And then the community around all of this stays the same and hopefully grows. (laughs) But that's everyone who's listening and everyone who DMs me and we can have these conversations and grow. At the end of the day, my podcast is about my life and how I investigate my values, what my purpose is, and what roles I play in this life. I have been so hard on myself when making this podcast that I answer a specific question at the end of every episode and it's able to feel like a full story but I need to be kinder to myself and just know that showing up every week is allowing me to do that and having these conversations with you guys and working through this fear of having a perfect final product Even that in itself is me exploring this life and a new form of communication and trying something new. 
and it's really uncomfortable for me and I am really happy to be here and I'm happy that you guys are here with me um, because we're having a really interesting conversation today that I'm really excited to share with you. So this past week when I was feeling all these things and I felt like such a failure for not uploading an episode on week five or six or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if the first episode was a trailer or an episode, so I don't actually know the numbers, but I guess technically this is episode six. Okay, anyways, I was going on a walk by myself this time because you guys know I love walks and I called my brother and full transparency, my brother and I recently kind of reconnected again. There's never a time that we had any falling out or bad blood. That was never the case, but he lived on the West Coast for a period um, and I think both of us just got bad at communicating with each other and putting effort in there. But he recently moved back to the East Coast and whether it's laziness that it took that or if we both matured in different ways when different things happen, whatever it is, we've gotten super close recently, which has been really incredible and nice to know that you can reconnect with people even if they're so close like your brother. I always thought that would be more awkward (laughs) than it kind of was, but it's been wonderful And I called him and I was talking to him about all these things I'm struggling with where um, I'm struggling with my identity in work where I don't know what my end goal is and feeling like not knowing what my end goal is is failure. And we started talking about this concept of failure and it was a really interesting conversation because I always feel like I'm letting myself down and again this isn't coming from a place of self-hatred it's coming from a place of being really hard on myself and having really high expectations but not even knowing what those expectations are but we started having this conversation about failure and it was so interesting to me to hear his take and to kind of come to this conclusion that Failure is not the opposite of success. I'll repeat that. Failure is not the opposite of success. Before you guys start throwing hands, because I know that that's what we've been taught since we've been in preschool, that there's black and white, there's good and bad, there's failure and success. I promise there's another way to look at it. This conversation was extremely enlightening to me, especially having it with somebody I'm so close with and being able to hear his take on it um, helped me to adjust my own mindset. And I hope it does the same for you guys. If there's anyone out there who's super hard on themselves, I feel you. I get it. I think it can be helpful sometimes because it pushes you to do better. But I also know that it can hold you back. And that's something I wanted to touch on. So without further ado, I'm going to leave you with this conversation with my brother, Peter. I hope you guys love it. And I'll meet you guys on the other side of the conversation. What does failure mean to you? Well, to me, um, what it's meant is that I, I've tried to do something and it didn't go as planned. Um, it might have even exposed a lot of my insufficiencies in the thing that I wanted to do. 
which I'll just come out and say it. I wanted to be a, a you know, a screenwriter director in Los Angeles. Realized that I probably did not have what it takes um, to do that very um, demanding job um, in a lot of different arenas. And I had to confront that reality. Um, and so I failed at doing the thing that I thought I was meant to do, or at least wanted to do. It seems like there's two types of failure where one type of failure is failing to meet a certain expectation or goal. And another kind of failure is not, it's failing to set a goal in the first place. Yeah, failing to even have an expectation or know what you're supposed to be doing, which honestly, both can happen at the same time in a weird way. I think both were happening for me at the same time. So I feel like I've been in a similar place to you and I might still be in a similar place to you, which is kind of like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll fail at something because I'm not good enough, but just give me something to to fail at because I'm not even sure what I should be trying to do. We were raised to believe that failure is the opposite of success. So if that's true, then in order to know what failure looks like, then you have to know what success looks like. Yeah, as as someone put it to me recently, um, perseverance is the success. Um, and, and again, it goes back to that question, like, well, what am I p- persevering towards? I need a towards at the very least. I need a direction. And so there are things we still have to do. And then in the meantime, you, you somehow be okay with the unknowing. <laughs> and that's really hard. It's like a paradox you have to figure out. And it's really frustrating to hear that. I understand if you've reached a place where you're even asking that question and you, and and it's not obvious what you should be doing then just try as an experiment try letting the universe bring things to your attention one way to think about it is like what if um somehow the english language got it wrong and success isn't supposed to be a noun um, it's not supposed to be like a platform, a place. It's supposed to be a verb. Um, and, and successing, <laughs> uh, winning, uh, <laughs> is, 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 uh, is literally just the process of continuing to try. I don't know. I, I, I think, I, I think the way we think of success is as a destination as like the north star that guides you on a path and i get that we i think everyone has a a kind of ideal lifestyle almost that is even maybe very unconscious that they're trying to achieve in some way um and maybe in recent years found ways to really visceralize that ideal lifestyle with like vision boards and the people we look up to on social media or elsewhere um, having lives and and saying like oh that is what I want okay cool but think of the 
people that you look up to as not a static image in a magazine, but as people who who do things, um, and and the doing is the is the real meat of their success. But the other thing I was thinking is, <laughs> I I was playing with our mutual dog Rue. Our mutual um, dog, our family dog. Our family dog Rue, and I was throwing a snowball and she would run after it and it would fall into the snow and it would completely disappear and break into a thousand pieces. But she didn't really see that. All she saw is a snowball thrown into the snow and then she would try to snuffle after it. She would try to sniff the ground and try to dig around and try to find that ball that she saw thrown. And to me, I suddenly realized like, that's what I'm trying to do with my identity. And you can think of your identity as how you define success. Maybe that's one way of defining identity. Um, We feel like we've been thrown this, this ball uh, of identity and we spend our entire lives trying to dig after it. Um, But we don't realize that maybe one of the reasons why it feels so wobbly and why it seems like it disappears as soon as it's thrown to you is because identity isn't isn't such a a fixed thing and that you know it's only this arbitrary compression um that that makes it feel like uh, a a real thing i don't want to get too abstract here but well i, I think the I, I think the interesting thing about that analogy is that when it's being thrown Rue can see something that's um, tangible and that she knows that that's what she's trying to get and that's the game. And she sees that flying through the air and she's running after it. And then once it hits the ground and she has that actual opportunity to potentially bite it and bring it back to you the way that she would a tennis ball in the summer, it's gone. So that snowball in the air in this analogy feels to me like these ideas of success that we set up for ourselves, where it's by this age, I'm going to make a million dollars. And just like that celebrity, I'm going to have this house in Malibu on the water and it's going to be fucking amazing. And then you get to that point where you, you, you reach that and you made the million dollars and you got that house that that celebrity just sold and, and you reach it and you're like, okay, now what? (laughs) Is, is this it? Is this the success? Like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Or, or where is it? Why, why do I not feel like I'm that celebrity? Or why do I not feel like a million dollars? That projected image of perfect harmony. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And, and the one thing I will add back into this metaphor is um, what I find, found inspiring about Rue. Um, somehow, while Rue was searching for this snowball that had just been thrown to her, her tail was still wagging. <laughs> and, and I think that's the secret. You know, we, we can't help but search for this intangible, perfect, compressed identity, this sense of identity. Um, we're human. Um, and, and like, you know, enlightenment is maybe 
being able to completely let go of that stuff, but very few people on earth ever achieve that. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, you got to give yourself a break, you're probably going to be searching for that identity one way or the other, your entire life, but your tail can be wagging. Hopefully, hopefully, metaphorically. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 you should get surgery to get a real tail installed. So you uh, know what your emotions are at an, any second of the day. That would honestly um, be helpful. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you have to be happy with the journey mm-hmm. um, and and also have faith that like, yeah, you're not seeing all the pieces that are slowly building and I <laughs> almost ironically an identity around the choices that you're making from the opportunities that you're given. At the end of it, you might find yourself as the person who did X and did Y and did Z, and that be- becoming your your identity. But you wouldn't have gotten there if you had been totally fixated on this imagined projected version of X, Y, and Z. So it's kind of, it, it requires some amount of surrender. So my last question for you is, if we go back a couple minutes, you, said that maybe success was written wrong in the dictionary and it should be a verb successing where it's it's all about the journey (laughs) if that's the case what is a failure i think a true failure is an attempt that didn't work the way you had foreseen and and maybe that's okay and the really capital F failure is if you if you let those failures discourage you from ever taking risks ever again. And sometimes, I, I think one thing I don't like about the whole failure rhetoric that I hear a lot is like, like you just have to, anything is possible. You can keep going and, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes there are legitimate, smart reasons to, to give up. <laughs> Your idea of, a, of success can change. That doesn't mean you've failed. It just means you're getting closer to a reality that matches your actual abilities and resources. The, the interesting thing about this conversation is, and this is how most of my conversations have been going, which is great, is I wanted to come into this conversation and be able to specify all of the differences between a success and a failure. And I'm ending this conversation realizing that success and failure or successing and failuring are are a lot more synonymous than we ever give ourselves credit for. Yeah, I mean, I just know that I have closed myself off after failures. I know people in my life who have closed themselves off after failures and just decided in a sense not to like live as fully because they don't want to be hurt again. And the most successful you can be is if you approach each moment with an open, courageous heart that's open to the possibility of the next moment being good and being (laughs) something that you can learn from. So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I'm really curious to hear your ideas on failure 
and success and successing as my brother called it um so shoot me a dm leave a review with your thoughts on this episode i'd love to read it i will just leave us with this message that let's all go into this week being kinder to ourselves and allowing ourselves to explore and navigate and give ourselves patience but also push ourselves to do things that might be uncomfortable because that's where growth is and I talked about that in my episode with my parents how things are going to be uncomfortable and that's how you know when you're changing and when things have to happen is when you get too comfortable so let's push ourselves this week let's be kind to ourselves and I am going to say that I'll be here next week because I'm gonna try to do that (laughs) and I'm gonna try to be kind to myself and let myself create without boxing myself in thanks for being patient with me I really appreciate it. Oh, I always forget to do this, but make sure you guys hit follow on this podcast and give it five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts. And you can find me on Instagram at margot.lee to see what I'm up to on a daily basis. And with that, treat yourself with kindness, treat others with kindness. I feel like Ellen DeGeneres and Harry Styles right now, so I'll just leave it at that. And have a great week. Bye, guys. <laughs>